Welcome to Chat Ed Pod, a podcast with two friends who love to talk and learn together. I'm Lacey. And I'm Annie. And this is an education podcast with the tagline, Education Conversations About Equity, Transformation, and Belonging. All right, Annie, what are you reading, watching, and or listening to right now? So um, my son got me to watch a movie with him, and I was kind of um, on the fence about watching it, but I did it. It's called They Clone Tyrone. It was kind of coming up in my Netflix algorithm and different types of things. And he watched it and he thought I would really like it. I loved it. Um, they Clone Tyrone is a super good movie. Um, the The description of it says, a series of eerie events thrusts an unlikely trio onto the t- trail of a nefarious government conspiracy in this pulpy mystery caper. And when I was watching it, about probably three-fourths of the way through, it gave me very much Jordan Peele vibes. Um, I thought that he was the producer. He's not, or the director. Um, But it very much has the feeling of Nope or Us or Get Out, that type of um, like dystopian kind of um, what racism does to our country and um, research on um, Black and brown people. And it was a really, really, really good movie. I did not have high hopes, but I was, I really enjoyed it and I would totally watch it again and I would very much recommend it. Um, so they clone Tyrone and it is on Netflix. So Lacey, what are you reading, watching, or listening to? Um, I can't really, like, when you ask me this question, like, I, I, I really, I don't know. Like my life lately has been really busy. Um with the I have, you know, I have four kids, little ones and concerts and recitals and all the end of the school year stuff that, you know, that happens and with work. Um, but I did I sat down one day and I watched this movie called Best Christmas Ever. Um, it's a movie on Netflix and my kids actually recommended I watch it. And it's a Christmas music, I mean, a Christmas movie. Um, and so kind of the description of it says, every year at Christmas, Jackie sends a cocky newsletter to her friend, Charlotte. Fate brings Charlotte to Jackie's doorsteps. As a result, Charlotte tries to prove that her friend's life is not perfect. Um, and so, yeah, I thought it was a cute little movie. It has Brandy Norwood in it, who from my childhood, that is like Moesha um you know and a great singer and it was a cute movie it wasn't stressful I was able to just kind of watch it and just relax um but yeah that's yeah. funny because I watched a little bit of it and I got kind of stressed out I stopped it at the point where um Moesha which I know that's not her name in here but Brandy mm-hmm. Brandy yeah um how Brandy confronted essentially it's Brandy and like her white friend how she confronted her friend about like trying to like cheat with her husband but it's not actually cheating there's like something else happening and I was like okay I gotta turn this off this is not the happy-go-lucky thing I thought it would be so I haven't actually watched the end of it but maybe I will sometime (laughs) and you know what I think because my kids told me it was a good movie and I have like one of my daughters she doesn't do stressful movies like that's she will find a reason to to leave the room if something looks like it's going to be intense. And so because like she told me it was good, I was like, oh. And then my kids, they like were telling me what the movie was about. 
to get me to watch it. So I mean, it's not like I knew I knew the family wasn't gonna break up, and because my kids would have told me, because they they will ruin the show for you. <laughs> That's funny. That is now. All right, so kind of keeping with the 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 theme of like the holidays and celebrations, and um, our news article today is: Do holidays belong in public schools? Is a controversial question in December. So this is an article that was found on edweek.com. So it's um was written by Elizabeth Haybeck. Um, this is an article from last year, December 9th, 2022. But I feel like it is just it's so fitting and such a good conversation for us to kind of be thinking about and reflecting on um as educators. And that's just that time of the year. Because by the time most of you will be hearing this, you will be on winter break, um, Christmas break, depending on what your school calls it. And so, yeah, just kind of reflect and think about it. So, but in the article, it's just really talking about should public schools um, be doing kind of all, all this holiday stuff, all this holiday Christmas stuff, um, and uh, kind of line from it was saying that uh ba 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 so the story was written in Florida and I told Andy today I said Andy I think your algorithm just like gives you news articles <laughs> and things from Florida so really just that think going back to 2022 when Florida was having like the don't say gay bill came out and just had like a lot of kind of uh, laws and possible bills to continue to marginalize and oppress certain groups of people. This article came out, and the one phrase from it, it says, the polarizing decisions about race, gender, and culture in some states and local communities have created a freight environment for teachers, administrators, and parents when it comes to figuring out how to handle the holidays, end quote. And kind of thinking now, like I remember last year, that kind of the fear of like can teachers and parents like can we do this can we not do this can we sing this songs can we not um you know are we talking about jesus in the classroom with students are coming and inviting other kids to their church for you know their christmas church jesus play uh but now i feel like it's like the like the, what the smoke has died down or i don't know i don't know the phrase i'm pretty sure i said it wrong and so now which is kind of going back to like everything's Christmas like we're doing lots of things with with Santa Claus and the coloring pages and talking about presents and making ornaments um so any kind of what are your thoughts after reading this article and just kind of reflecting on your ideas yeah. thank you. so um I don't think that Christmas should be celebrated in public schools I have told my staff and I think I might have said this on the last podcast that like there's a time and a place for religion and in a public setting that's not necessarily the place and so one of the things I pulled out from this article was um a so this the education week article has some different like input so they've taken quotes from other people and from a quote that was on the blog we are teachers says sure I know it won't hurt your Muslim or Jewish or atheist kids to look at a lovely evergreen tree but those kids are already bombarded with Christmas decorations and advertising. They're constantly reminded that their beliefs are not the culturally dominant ones in 
the country. And so I think that that really speaks to the idea that um, what I, again, like what I've reflected on, I might've talked about it on the last podcast, definitely when we were in Minneapolis of environmental microaggressions and how constantly having things in a place where you're supposed to feel safe that is telling you you don't belong or your traditions or your culture is not welcomed or is not seen as valued um, can really, whether the the family or student or child realizes it, can really do um, a lot of harm um, emotionally, um, so like the SEL aspect of it. Yeah, and I think like I am currently in, I volunteer at my children's school um and you know we do this this equity work and my children's school they do a lot of christmas activities um gifts exchange and they do they do a, a lot of different things and um as a parent like i'm torn right because in my consulting work i go places and i i talk about well, who are you willing to exclude like and you know for them to say well we don't have any muslim people muslim families we don't have any you know this family these families we don't have any families that are jewish like i'm like are you sure that how do you know this but i'm torn as a parent because like i also want to create a space for my children to go to school and i want to collaborate you know with the the school administrators like i don't want to be seen as the troublemaker or the parent that we want to get out of the school and so it has been and also, like, I'm going to be honest, I, I like Christmas. I love making those memories with my children. I love Christmas. I love yeah. it. And so, like, for us, we do, like, a winter break bucket list, and we focus on making memories because it's not about the presents. Like, my kids, get they do get gifts, but they're never going to get, like, a big, like, oh, a room full of presents because that's, that's not what Christmas is for us. It's time together, time for us to reflect on Jesus and his birth and his coming and our religion and time together. But I do, I feel torn because like, I do like some of the things that they do at their school. Like, oh, this is cute. This is cool. But I still have to like, think like, okay, what can we do? Like as a parent volunteer, can can we can we survey all the parents in their home language and ask them like, what's your family tradition? Like trying to justify keeping like, keeping some of the school traditions because these are things that they've done even before I came to the school. But I also feel like I know I know we're excluding someone. And then like feeling bad about it. But then because I am, my identity is the is the majority. Like as a Christian, like I, I have this privilege where I can I can just turn it off. Like I don't have to think about it. You know, and I can say, well I, the, the admin, the person, the people in power have made this decision. So I just have to go with it. Right. I think something else interesting from this article, and it comes from, at the time of this article, Francisco Negron, the chief legal officer for the National School Board Association. And he said that to ask yourself two questions, what are you trying to do? And what's your intent? which I think goes along with the question that you and I ask is who are you willing to exclude and why? Mm -hmm. Is your intent to make memories? Well, could you make memories in a different way? Is your intent to evangelize and teach people about Jesus? Okay, maybe you're not in the right profession if you're trying to do that in a public school. 
right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you trying to do? What is your intent? And is the outcome actually, like the impact actually that intent? And, you know, like, and so asking yourself those questions too. And so as Annie and I were talking and preparing, we also thought about what do what does the standards say? Like, you know, because standards, making sure that, you know, you're meeting your benchmarks, things are lined up. So Annie looked for kind of where in Illinois with the, in the standards and benchmark codes, like where does it say like you should be teaching kids about Christmas? And so, and I looked for in Florida, Annie, do you want to go first? Yeah, really, there's not a place. Um, and when we did like a quick like control F to find holidays, traditions, culture, any of that thing, uh, any of those kind of words um, within the Illinois standards. Um, but I do know as a parent where a lot of this comes up is when they talk about religion in either grade six or seven um, in Illinois, is that when they talk about religion, sometimes the holidays are kind of brought into it. Um, but there isn't really a specific and really it would be in the social studies standards. We couldn't find one. Now, listeners, you may be able to know it like the back of your hand and tell us where it is. But with a quick search, I couldn't really find one that specifically talked about celebrations, traditions, holidays, those types of things. And so in terms of like in Florida, based on the Florida State Academic Standards, the social studies strands, we kind of, the kind of I think what this this conversation, Christmas and holidays will fall under, um, will be in in the the strand of American history. So for kindergarten, it says recognize the importance of celebrations and national holidays as a way of remembering and honoring people, events in our nation's ethnic heritage. So I felt like okay, you know, but like even in thinking about this, like when we're talking about remembering and honoring people events in our nation's ethnic heritage and thinking about like national holidays and celebrations. That's so much more than just Christmas. And technically it's indigenous people. And how many indigenous holidays do we celebrate in the public school? If you're really thinking about the nation's ethnic heritage. So a lot yeah. to think about with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, and also my, so my kids, their school did like a, it was like a winter lights uh, Christmas concert. And their teacher like found like songs or theme music about like all these different places around the world and how they celebrate like this time of year. And it was just so amazing because, and then like she was teaching them like the language and the different holidays and how to say it. And my daughter, so my daughter, my nine-year-old was able to be like one of the speakers and so she was like learning like all of them and then like her dad was like listening to how to say them and I was just like like go like yeah I'm so proud of this teacher because she's really like using this time to educate um but yeah just this is just something I I just as a parent I just really just been going back and forth on like how how much push you know how much push do I do at my kids school um, and I think like doing this equity work, and I know I've had this conversation with a lot of people, it's like how much push, like what do steps look like? Because sometimes, you know, we want the big giant steps, like let's get up this mountain, let's get this done, let's get this, let's achieve this. But sometimes it's small steps because it is a system that you have to change and adjust. 
um, or, or, or eliminate. Well, yeah, and sometimes those small steps are just questions, right? So this year, one of the organizations that I'm part of because of my job, um, I just said, like, I know we're not going to change it this year, but I think that we should start to have the conversation of, first of all, should we have Santa? And if we decide to have Santa, why does Santa have to be white? And for all of the people in the room who were identify as white, were like, oh, I didn't even think about a different color Santa. I didn't even, you know, like, let's find where your place is. Okay, you want to have Santa? That's a memory you want to have? Okay, but does he have to be white? Like, can't we have a black Santa or a brown Santa, you know? Um, and so just being able to start putting those those questions out there, I think is could be one of those baby steps and just have people start to think on their own. Mm-hmm. And thinking about like my kids have for like the last two years, they have asked for like an interracial like Santa Mrs. Claus. Mm-hmm. I don't like they're like because at my kids' school, a, a white Santa comes and like, Mom, you should be Mrs. Claus. And I'm like, I don't want this old white man looking like he my pimp. Like, no, I'm not doing <laughs> Or he owns me. Yeah. yeah. I'm not doing this. And then we taking pictures and sending it home to these these kids. But nah. But then for the Macy's Day Parade, there was a white Santa Claus. Yes, and a black and she, Mrs. Claus. Yep. Shelly Ralph, who plays on Abbey Elementary, was a <laughs> Mrs. Claus. And my kids were so, like, when they saw her, they like lit up. They're like, it's a black Mrs. Claus. Yeah. So. Yeah. We had a black Santa at work. And one of our, our like somebody in our marketing department comes and takes pictures. And she's probably in her early mid 20s. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. She's black. She was like, this is the first time I've ever seen a Santa with who's my race. Like she took so many selfies with him. She's like, this is awesome. Like even a 20 year old who, you know, mm-hmm. like I've never seen a Santa my race before. This is awesome. Like she was like a little kid again. So really thinking about like, where is your line for holiday? Mm-hmm. And then where can you have those conversations about what inclusion means? Yeah, definitely. Which kind of dives into um, our our conversation for today. Lacey, what is our topic? Oh, she just took a big bite of dinner, everyone. So uh, she's going to chew that while I just waste some airtime. Got you. So we are talking about reflections on the last year. So Annie and I have been doing this podcast all of 2023. This is our last episode for this year. And just kind of reflecting on this time and what it has been like. Um, It has been, for me, it has been very, I've been very vulnerable. Like, cause like I'm, we're putting stuff out here into the world and like, I can't just take it back. Right. Like once I say you hear my voice, once it's uploaded, once it hits the internet, it's there. And I just, I kind of think about like being a kid, like, you know, I was at the age where internet and like my space and stuff had still already kind of started to get popular. Like once you post on the internet, someone can, someone can can save it or take a picture of it. But it's like, so putting stuff out there and just being really vulnerable um, and having to like really have conversations out loud with myself because my mind is constantly thinking, constantly reflecting, constantly uh, critiquing and asking, is this accessible? Is this, 
How can I make this better? But really bringing people along on that journey of like how I reflect like by myself and also bringing them into our friendship and what the conversations look like. And one of my best friends, uh, who's been my best friend for almost 20 years, he attended one of our virtual trainings. And he was like, Lacey, like, that's how you and Annie talk? Like, question mark? I was like, <laughs> yeah. He was like, I know you talk to me like this, Lacey. <laughs> but this is really how you talk to other people? And like, you let other people hear, like, that's how y'all communicate? And I said, yes. Like, we are really letting people into our friendship and into, like, also into our work relationship and what it really means to call somebody into the conversation and hold somebody accountable and to agree to disagree. Like, there's some yep. stuff that you say that I'm like, you know, for me, that's, like, that's not a priority. That's not a concern right now. Um, But for you, like, that's fine. Uh, So I just think bringing people along on our journey just has been... Uh, it's been interesting just uh, from the release of the book to the book coming out and us, you know, going places, doing a little book tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, let me not, well, let, let me not say little. Let me not little our dream. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's been, it's it's been a year. It's been fun. So what are your reflections on the year? Yeah, I think it has been really fun. I think we have pushed ourselves into conversations um, that, you know, like we probably have, sometimes but like we have dedicated time to have the conversations um I think it is it has kept our friendship strong I think by you know dedicating time to have these conversations and um because there was sometimes during our friendship when we didn't have any projects that like you know we would fall off or different types of things Annie would ghost me Annie Not ghost I would just forget that on. people exist <laughs> no I know. Annie would be on other projects and I and you like, hey Annie, did you don't, don't forget, we're still friends. Um, but I also think that um we have opened up conversations for our listeners, which I think is really, really important. Um, I know that not everyone has listened to us from the beginning, but with going out and doing our book talk and our kind of book tour, people have started listening listening to us more and more and going back and listening to old ones and you know, having conversations, using them during professional development sometimes. And so I think that that has really opened up conversations and for people to feel open to ask questions, whether it's to us or whether like when we're in person or whether it's to colleagues, I think that that has been a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also like thinking also about seeing people who are a different race, having these conversations. Right. And, and centering and, and centering race and being honest about identity and and also seeing people with different social economic status, like have conversations and um yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's been fun. I think it has been too. Yeah. And so we're excited to launch off in 2024. As a reminder, a couple um episodes ago we had said that we um are opening up a link for any of our listeners to submit questions. I will I forgot to put it in the last um episode but I will put it in this episode. So, if you're listening to this, um even if if this is a year later, <laughs> um enter um enter a a question or something that you've been thinking about or something that you'd like to hear Lacey and I talk about. Um we'll use some of those for our launching of 2024, but we are going to this is our last episode of 2023. 
Um, so we'll be posting this and then we're going to take a little bit of a break as we spend family time and travel and do different types of things. But then we'll come back um, ready to talk with all of you and have this conversation in 2024. Yeah. And if you are like a professor or an instructor um, or if you're using this in your class and professional development, I, we would love for you to have like your students um, to, to submit questions as well. Like there, Annie and I, we've been, especially as we were doing trainings and in person, people come to us all the time with questions, like all of the time. Um, and, you know, like it's important also that people, like you just don't assume because somebody is a certain identity that you can ask them a question, right? Like, oh, I'm going to ask, you know, the, the Becky Sue this question because, I've always wanted to know this about people who are in lower socioeconomic status. And, you know, she said that she grew up poor. So I'm going to ask her all my questions about poor, poor people, quote unquote. Um, no, like we want you to present those questions to us, like so that we can we could talk about them. And we can also bring in some research. So it's not just our experience, but what like what is the research? What is what are other people saying? Um, so yeah, we would love for you to submit those questions so that we can continue to have these great conversations and talk about those things that you have questions about. Because we're not able to come to every town, every place that you're hearing us, you know, from, but we are able to, to talk about it and to submit it, send it in, put it, post it, whatever, I, whatever the technological <laughs> term is. She's we're able to do it. it. She's like, do the thing. Do the um, thing. So with that, we hope you keep the conversation going. Bye.